Previously on Chunky Infant Ghost Stories. I just really wish that people would let us in when we knock on their doors. You know, it's, it's not like we're the ones haunting them. We just want to make sure that they know the truth so that when they die, they don't end up haunting us. Infants on Thrones. Chunky Infant Ghost Stories. Chunky Infant Ghost Stories. Welcome back to chunk number four of Chunky Infant Ghost Stories. I'm your host, Glenn Ostland, here with yet another delicious chunky spoonful of Mormon missionary ghost story goodness. Mmm, yum. Elder Ironrod and Elder Horndog were not getting a lot of cooperation from the people of Oxenholm. Although it seemed highly unlikely that these wonderful people, maybe a little gruff, maybe a bit aloof, maybe a little too ignorant and steeped in the false traditions of their fathers, but wonderful nonetheless, maybe a little too unaware and unappreciative that these missionaries had sacrificed so much and had been called directly by Jesus Christ to come to their precise town at this precise time to bring the gospel to these precise people to further God's will, since God can't quite do it himself. It seems unlikely, highly unlikely, that these good, wonderful people of Oxenholm, these people who the missionaries wanted nothing more than to bring to the waters of baptism and to fall in love with and to be able to tell their friends and family back home after their mission just how much they fell in love with this people. It seemed highly unlikely that these people would be playing tricks on the missionaries. But nevertheless, the elders soon began suspecting that someone was coming into their home and moving things around because their stuff kept getting moved around when they weren't there. That was when the missionaries, quick as a whip, smart as a tack, decided to test whether or not anyone was entering their apartment while they were away. At one point, Elder Horndog said we ought to put a piece of tape on the door to see if it was broken or had been removed when we came back, Ironrod shares. The missionaries did leave tape on the door on several occasions, even at times when they would enter to find things moved around in the apartment, but the tape was never broken or disturbed, Ironrod says. So that kind of proves it, doesn't it? Because a ghost could walk just right through a door, and then it would also walk right through the tape, totally undisturbed. But a person, well, they can't do that. Well, I, I don't know. I guess they could. They, they could walk through a door. They'd have to be running really fast, get a lot of velocity, but it would break the door, and obviously we would then see the evidence of a broken door. And the tape would be broken, too, unless maybe they took the hinges off of the door and then moved the door, kind of swung it in a way that didn't disturb the tape at all, and then they just propped it up to preserve the tape. Or maybe they just came through a different door, or through one of the many windows that we had in the house, or maybe through the attic, or up the basement stairs, or maybe through one of the side or back doors. Or maybe they just opened up the door and then they put a new piece of tape on after the old piece of tape had come off, and I don't know, but probably they didn't do any of those things. It was probably just ghosts, said Elder Horndog, feeling a little dizzy. 
Along with these disturbing occurrences of things moving around the apartment when they were gone, the missionaries also started hearing rustling, creaking, and other strange sounds coming from the attic. One day, Elder Ironrod and Elder Horndog discovered the access to the attic, and they went up to explore. Well, they actually, they waited until P-Day to go explore it, because they were good missionaries who obeyed each and every rule that I tell you about the oven mitts. So on P-Day, when they did explore it, they found nothing but dust-covered mirrors, an old-fashioned sled, a decapitated mannequin, dusty furniture, some old chewing gum wrappers, a couple of over-smiling clown puppets, a single pair of ladies' pantyhose, a box of old black-and-white photographs of people with eyes closed laying in coffins, some old toothbrushes, a bloody pickaxe, three burnt-out light bulbs, an old plastic Christmas tree, a black robe and a white mask like the killer from the Scream movies used to wear, some rat droppings, melted candles in the shape of a really neat-looking star, some dead cat carcasses, and a bunch of other attic kind of stuff. You know, no big deal. So they figured the noises that they had been hearing were just the usual adjustments of a century-old house being battered by wind and rain. That's all it was. They were certain of it. That is, until the footsteps began. Next on Chunky Infant Ghost Stories. I was asleep when I heard it. I looked over and Elder Horndog's bed was shaking. Slowly at first, steady, then faster and faster with a ferocious velocity. And I thought I heard some moaning and then it just stopped. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Come support us over on Patreon. Because we're totally worth it. Thank you for listening to...